It is a delight for us to know that you have tuned in today. And if you are listening for the first time today, we want you to know that we are nearing the end of a study on the book of Nehemiah. In the last message, we saw that the secret of revival and renewal for believers is basically two steps. First, the people of God gather together. Second, they gave obedience to the absolute authority of the word of God. Today we're going to look at chapter 9. Please turn your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 9. We will see the people's reaction when they heard the word of God. Our reaction should mirror theirs whenever we read the Bible or hear the word of God proclaimed. The word of God ought to drive us to prayer. The word of God should send us to our knees and cause us to repent. The word of God ought to make us alter our priorities. 
The word of God should lead us into deeper commitment and spares us to action. كلمة الله ينبغي أن تقودنا إلى التزام أعمق وأن تحثنا على العمل. In the book of Nehemiah chapter 9, في الأصحاح التاسع من سفر نحمية, we find the people of God praying as a result of hearing the word of God. نجد أن شعب الله يصلي نتيجة لسماع كلمة الله. Here we have the longest prayer ever recorded in the Bible. This prayer was a promise to God that an entire community would alter their priorities. It was a promise to commit everything they were and had to God. And to show that they were committed, they wrote down their prayer and signed their names to it. This prayer was a covenant with God in verse 38 of chapter 9. Listen to verse 38. By signing this covenant, the believers in Nehemiah's day were ready to sign and seal their commitment to God with their own lives. My friend, let me ask you a question. دعني أسألك هذا السؤال. What are you committed to? ترى إلى أي شيء أنت ملتزم ومكرس. What cost are you willing to pay for your commitment? وما هو الثمن الذي أنت مستعد أن تتحمله لأجل التزامك وتكريسك؟ In verses one to four, we can see their attitude in prayer. من العدد الأول إلى العدد الرابع نرى موقفهم واتجاههم في الصلاة. Now on the 24th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and sackcloth and with dust on their heads. Why did they do that? Because they knew that it is impossible to receive forgiveness without sincere repentance. Salvation is impossible until a person recognizes that he or she is completely hopeless without Jesus Christ. الخلاص مستحيل ما لم يدرك الشخص أنه بدون يسوع المسيح فهو عاجز تماما You must recognize that you can never live up to God's standards ينبغي أن تعرف أنك لا يمكن أن تحيا طبقا للمستويات الإلهية You must recognize that you can never improve your behavior ينبغي أن تعرف أنك لا تستطيع بجهدك أن تحسن سلوكك The only hope that you have for salvation 
is when you come to a place of brokenness. الأمل الوحيد الذي لك للخلاص هو عندما تصل إلى مكان الانكسار. Only then can you receive God's salvation. عندئذ فقط أنت تتقبل خلاص الله. You must come to God and say. ينبغي أن تأتي إلى الله وتقول له. Lord Jesus Christ, you are my only hope. أيها الرب يسوع أنت رجائي الوحيد Lord Jesus Christ you the only one who paid the wages of my sin on the cross أيها الرب يسوع أنت الوحيد الذي دفعت عني على الصليب أجرة خطاياي You must come to God and say Lord Jesus Christ you are the only one who can help me face eternity ينبغي أن تأتي إلى الله وأن تقول له أيها الرب يسوع أنت الشخص الوحيد الذي تستطيع أن تساعدني على مواجهة الأبدية. Until you come in brokenness and humility before God. ما لم تأتي أمام الله في انكسار وتواضع. Until you come to the end of yourself and your efforts and your good works. وما لم تقر بعجزك وبقصور مجهوداتك وأعمالك الصالحة. You will not receive the salvation of God. فأنت لن تتقبل خلاص الله. Spiritually, you must put dust on your head. من منظور روحي. ينبغي أن تضع التراب على رأسك. When Nehemiah's people put dust on their heads, عندما وضع شعبنا حمية التراب على رؤوسهم, it meant that they were not concerned about their own egos. كان معنى ذلك أنهم لم يكونوا مهتمين بزواتهم, or their own image, or their standing in the community, أو بصورتهم الشخصية. أو بموقعهم في المجتمع. Why? لماذا? Because they were in the presence of the living God. لأنهم كانوا في محضر الله الحي. Psalm 51 tells us that God is nearest to those who are crushed in spirit. المزمور الحادي والخمسون يخبرنا أن الله قريب من أصحاب الأرواح المنسحقة. My listening friends, listen carefully. أيها الأصدقاء المستمعون، أرجو أنكم تصغون إلينا جيداً. Do not ever mistake brokenness for weakness. لا ينبغي أبداً أن تسيء فهم الانكسار فتظنه ضعفاً. On the contrary. بل بالعكس. Brokenness is a sign of strength from the Lord. الانكسار هو علامة القوة من الله. When you are broken down, عندما نكون منكسرين, that's exactly the time when God begins to build us up. فهذا هو بالضبط الوقت المناسب الذي يبدأ الله فيه في إقامتنا وبنائنا. The people's attitude in prayer was brokenness and humility. كان موقف الناس في الصلاة هو موقف الانكسار والتواضع. Secondly, ثانياً, the reaction to the word of God was to pay tribute to God. كان رد الفعل عند الناس إزاء كلمة الله هو إعطاء المدح والإجلال والتقدير لله. Again, look at Nehemiah chapter 9. مرة أخرى عد معي إلى الأصح التاسع من سفر نحمية. Particularly beginning at verse 5. خصوصا ابتداء من العدد الخامس. As they prayed, they reviewed God's history in dealing with them. بينما كانوا يصلون كانوا يراجعون تاريخ تعامل الله معهم. History is extremely important. التاريخ في غاية الأهمية. Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat the mistakes of the past. أولئك الذين لا يتعلمون من التاريخ 
Again, if you have a Bible, I challenge you to read and reread this prayer. Some people offer prayers that are self-centered and man-centered. And when God does not answer their prayers the way they want them answered, they are tempted to doubt God or even curse God. But when we look at this prayer in Nehemiah chapter 9, we see that it is not man-centered or self-centered prayer. The focus of this prayer is not give me, bless me, or I want this, or I want that. This prayer is focused on God. Look at verse 6. أنت صنعت السماوات وسماء السماوات وكل جندها والأرض وكل ما عليها والبحار وكل ما فيها وأنت تحييها كلها وجند السماء لك يسجد. They focused on how glorious God is. ركزوا على جلال الله وعلى عظمته. In verse 8, they focused on the faithfulness of God. In verses 10 to 11, they focused on how mighty God is. The God who showed signs and wonders against Pharaoh is the God who can do anything. Nothing is impossible for God. لا شيء يعتبر مستحيلا بالنسبة لله. In verse 15, they focused on how generous God is. في العدد الخامس عشر ركزوا على سخاء الله في العطاء. You gave them bread from heaven for their hunger. أنت أعطيتهم خبزا من السماء لجوعهم. In verse 17, they focused on how forgiving God is. في العدد السابع عشر. They admitted that they refused to obey his word and confessed that they were stubborn. But you, O oh God, were gracious and merciful. You forgave us again and again. Then in verses 19 to 21, they focus on how gracious God is. In verse 27, they focused on how holy God is. Because of their sins, they needed to be punished. But instead of punishing them, God delivered them 
to their enemies. ولكن بدلا من عقابهم أسلمهم الله إلى أعدائهم. And when they repented, وعندما تابوا, God saved them from their enemies again and again. الله أنقذهم من أعدائهم مرارا وتكرارا. What a God we serve. فيا له من إله نخدمه. He is a glorious God. هو إله مجيد. He is a faithful God. هو إله أمين. He is a mighty and generous God. هو إله قدير وسخي في العطاء. He is a forgiving and pardoning God. هو إله غافر وصافح. He is a holy God. And how did God's people respond to His grace? In verse 16, they confessed that they have abandoned God. Once God answered their prayers, they forgot all about God. My listening friend, I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm going to tell you about this. أيها الأصدقاء المستمعون أرجو أنكم تصغون إلي جيدا فيما سوف أقوله لكم. This is humanity in a microcosm. هذه هي الإنسانية في صورة مصغرة. This is the history of humanity at a glance. هذا هو تاريخ الإنسانية. في لمحة عاجلة. This is a picture of all of us. هذه صورتنا جميعا. In spite of God's love and manifold mercies. فبالرغم من محبة الله ومراحمه المتنوعة. We have rebelled and broken His commandments. تمردنا وكسرنا وصاياه. When we look back at our past. وعندما ننظر إلى ماضينا. We have to wonder how God can love us in our stubbornness. لابد أننا نتعجب. كيف أحبنا الله في عنادنا؟ How could God care about me? كيف أمكن أن يهتم الله بي؟ Even believers who have given their life to Christ. حتى المؤمنين الذين سلموا حياتهم للمسيح. They have lives that are checkered with failure, sin and rebellion. تتفاوت حياتهم بين الفشل والخطية والتمرد. And God has every right to toss us out. والله له كل الحق في أن يطيح بنا. Some of you listening today may be living in open rebellion right now. ربما يكون بعض الذين ينصتون إلينا اليوم عائشين الآن في تمرد علني. And God's love and grace is reaching down to you right now. ومع ذلك فإن محبة الله ونعمته but before you receive God's forgiveness, you need to understand what God is like. I want you to look with me at verse 31. Let's read it together. لم تفنهم ولم تتركهم لأنك إله حنان ورحيم. What a great God. فيا له من إله عظيم. My listening friend, how long have you been rejecting God's gracious offer of salvation? أيها الأصدقاء المستمعون، كم من الزمن ظللتم ترفضون حنان الله ورحمته؟ وهو يقدم لكم الخلاص. God is reaching out to you from a blood-stained cross. الله يمد يده إليكم من الصليب الملطخ بالدماء. God loves you in spite of your hesitation. 
Allah yuhibbukum bil-raghm min taraddudikum. God loves you even when you only give him the crumbs that fall off your table. Allah yuhibbuka hatta 'indama tu'tihi al-futat al-mutasaqit min ma'idatik. But at the same time, walakin fi nafs al-waqt, he is waiting for you to commit yourself totally to him. إنه ينتظر منك أنك تستودع نفسك تماما له. Will you say to him today? فهل تقول له اليوم? Enough of my own way. كفى ما عشته في طريقي الخاص. From now on, it is your way. من الآن فصاعدا سأعيش في طريقك أنت. Some of you may be asking. قد يتساءل بعضكم قائلا. What does it mean to humble myself before God? ماذا يعني أن أتضع أمام الله? It is when you look upon your own life and see how many broken promises and defiances to His word that you have committed. هذا يعني أنك عندما تنظر إلى حياتك الشخصية وترى كم من الوعود كسرتها وكم من المرات التي ارتكبت فيها تحديات لكلمته وأنت تستخف بها. And then you become brokenness before him over these things. That's exactly what happened to the children of Israel in Nehemiah chapter 9. They looked back at their personal history and cried to the Lord saying, وصرخوا إلى الرب قائلين Oh God, we have been rebellious, but you have been faithful, so we repent in dust and ashes of our stubbornness. يا رب, لقد تمردنا, ولكنك كنت أمينا. لذلك نحن نتوب في التراب والرماد بسبب عنادنا. To those of you who are believers, please listen to me very carefully as I conclude. أما أولئك المستمعون من المؤمنين, فإني أقول لهم أرجو أن تنصتوا إلي جيدا وأنا أختتم هذه الحلقة If you take sin and disobedience lightly إذا كنت تستخف بالخطية والعصيان You are making the most serious mistake فأنت ترتكب أفضع غلطة You are breaking a sacred trust and a relationship with God لأنك تكون قد كسرت أقدس ثقة وعلاقة مع الله You do not cease to be a Christian or a believer ليس معنى هذا أنك لم تعد مسيحيا ومؤمنا but like a fine china that is fractured and broken. We fracture our relationship with the Lord when we deliberately and stubbornly disobey Him. David is one of the best examples of a believer who walked with God. But then sinned and fractured that special relationship between him and the Lord. التي كانت بينه وبين الرب. In his repentance he cried. وفي توبته صرخ قائلا. Oh God, my bones are breaking. يا رب إن عظامي تنسحق. My sin is haunting me day and night. I cannot sleep or rest. I am miserable. I am broken. خطيتي أمامي ليلا ونهارا. أنا لا أستطيع أن أنام أو أستريح. 
أنا تعيس وبائس أنا منكسر. Nehemiah's people understood this. وفهم شعب نحمي هذا. And please turn to verses 32 and 33 to see the adequacy of their prayer. وأرجو أن تتجه معي إلى العددين الثاني والثلاثين والثالث والثلاثين لترى صلاتهم الوافية. First they acknowledged personal responsibility for their sin. أولاً اعترفوا بمسؤوليتهم الشخصية عن خطيئتهم. Secondly, they acknowledged God's justice and prerogative to be displeased. ثانياً اعترفوا بعدل الله وبحقه المقصور عليه. Thirdly, they sought God's forgiveness. وثالثاً طلبوا غفران الله. Fourthly, they reclaimed the promises of His forgiveness. ورابعاً أعادوا مطالبته بمواعيد غفرانه. My listening friends, please listen carefully as we conclude. Some people may feel broken about their sins and ask for forgiveness. And yet they never rest in the forgiveness that God has promised them. You will be honoring God when you rest after you sought His forgiveness. Even you may not feel that you have been forgiven. But your feeling has nothing to do with it. It is the promise of God that is important. May I ask you today to ask the Lord to give you rest as you seek His forgiveness. Until next time, I wish you God's richest blessing. Oh, my God.
victima 